Captain's Log number N43-259. In our expedition today, we found records of Hero's journey through the galaxy bound to a destiny only the strong can burden. This is how their story unfolds. Hello and welcome to Celestial Expanse, a real play D&D podcast set in the Celestial Expanse universe. My name is Jason and I'll be playing everyone's favorite heretic elf, Theron. In this episode, you may experience side effects such as chicanery, tomfoolery, ballyhoo, monkey shines, and if you're lucky, maybe even some skullduggery. But now I want to introduce the Prime Minister of Sinister, the former Nefortikating Skyroad, <laughs> Skyward, <laughs> the numero uno of rolling numero uno, Matthew. How you doing, Matthew? Uh, pretty good. Just walking down the road of life, you know? Yeah, you need to hire a better intro guy. He just fumbled over his words, I think. Yeah, maybe I should just, like, not pay him this week. <laughs> no, yeah, he's... <laughs> kind of money he makes, he shouldn't be making those kind of mistakes. <laughs> Boston, playing Juniper, how are you, Boston? <laughs> Clarence, playing the kind and generous Marlo. How are you, Clarence? I'm good. Natalia, playing Z, how are you, Natalia? I'm all right, how are you, Jason? I am okay. I forgot to unmute. I'm all right. I'm glad you're okay, Jason. We heard you both times, so you we know <laughs> twice that you're all right. Yeah, the little Craig app thing was muted. Oh, got you. Uh, yeah. We heard it, but everyone else didn't. Exactly. <laughs> Back to you, Matt. All right, so does anybody remember what happened last week? I saw Clarence feverishly typing the notes just a few <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah. Look, I was spending time with my partner before we started recording. Oh, I wouldn't okay? blame you. I didn't say shit. I just said I just saw it. <laughs> we ended up having a discussion with Lilith and Amethyst. We found and out and Bran was there. We found out that Ryu is dead. Supposedly. Supposedly uh, he saw his body. I mean, he looked, yeah, he looked pretty dead. Supposedly. Supposedly. There's magic to be done in this universe, you know. <laughs> um, we do have the goddess of death. No, we don't. We, no, she's just some wannabe. Um, anyway, we found out that as far as we're being told, you know, we never, I guess it did kind of check out. But anyway, we were told by Amethyst that the CEO of Abaddon Systems is the person who killed Ryo and that he's all juiced up on some shit. Some magic and special shit that makes him really young, and so it's, we. It's the same kind of tech that the Junari used. He has the All Forge, right? Yes. So that's what we're gonna go do: is steal the All Forge. Uh, for Amethyst, who then claims he's going to destroy it. That's what he said. Exactly. Yeah. Words. What he well, said. We're gonna we're gonna steal the All Forge so that we can make something to kill the CEO. Okay. Yes. Are we going to kill the CEO? I guess yeah. So. Which Maybe? is Barnabas, no. right? Or no, no CEO was no. Barnabas. Yeah, this is a whole special asshole. <laughs> and then we talked Lilith into, I think I did, uh, talked Lilith into giving us some sort of boon or something uh, if we'd succeed. Yep, it was I, either you or Z. I don't remember which one of you, but one of you two convinced her of, to do that. Someone asked, what's in it for us, basically? Not important. So that's what we're, we were at. We were basically leaving after that. We kind of had that whole discussion, and we were like, chuck deuces and rolled out. Yeah, um, Amethyst uh, does mention that he has like a little safe house for you all in a, oh, that's right. in a hotel for you. 
the Motel oh, yeah. Six. <laughs> it's a little nicer than that. Um, you can kind of tell when you eventually get there. Also, just to remind you, Lyra is with you. Oh, yes. Uh, don't remember who decided, but I think I Some, might be someone. Someone possibly Theron, possibly Martel. <laughs> I don't know. Someone said somebody. We we were taking her with us, and they're like, "Okay, fine." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, I remember that. And when you eventually get there, he had those like one of those uh, two lawkeeper goons, like kind of like take you in a car. Like always, you all end up being in the back, and it's very cramped. Especially since there's now like what one, two, three, like, four, five, six of you now. Six of us back there, yeah. Yeah, uh, but Elise is not covered in gum and smelly like uh, one particular taxi driver. Mm-hmm. Makes me and... simple. <laughs> back when things were simple. Yeah, yeah. Back when we were hitting, getting, being hit on by uh, taxi drivers. Good. Anyway, um, you. The car eventually stops, and you find yourself at what looks like to be like the ritziest hotel you ever seen. Like, you, there's even like a doorman, like in like proper um, attire, like tux and everything, with the bell hat, bellhop hat on, white gloves, clean shaven, and all that jazz. And when he sees the car stop, he opens the door to let you all in. He's like, "The fucking Pez dispenser back there." <laughs> uh, he's like, Master Amethyst has uh, given me a heads up, as it were, to tell you that your room shall be ready in the presidential suite. Ooh, the presidential suite. Sweet. Yes. It is typically reserved for CEOs of the Mercantile Senate. You must have, you have very powerful friends, it seems. Or we're idiots. Take us to our room, Jeeves. Why, thank you for uh, calling me by my correct name, sir. Uh... <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big traveler. I shall have the bellhop uh, take care of any luggage you might have. Uh, it appears you're carrying lights, as it were. Oh, no. Uh, Z. Uh, wait a sec. No, Z ta- definitely brought the talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just compacted. She just goes, here you go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she hands the keys over and has a uh, valet parked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, what I can see now is like, Z was trying to get the talent into like a suitcase, like Iron Man Two. Exactly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it takes like a full minute forever to go out, and the the villains just take forever and just watch while this is it, happening. It blows up slowly, like Baymax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, since you don't have any luggage, he just like opens the door uh, for this. You thought it looked nice on the outside. On the inside, it's like you're gone into another world. It's like golden lights everywhere. You see many employees like in suits that look like they're expensive and takes cost more money than anybody with sense. Uh, you even see the desk where the the receptionist would uh, be standing in front of. It looks like it's actually in gold, not gold plate, but actual gold with and all that. Like it's. This place is so expensive. You're pretty sure if you took this building, sold it, you could probably afford another Yormagander. I could probably sell this and pay off half my loan. <laughs> or half my debt. Uh, more like a third of it. Okay. They're a concierge. Uh, yes. Uh, they are uh, waiting for you, like in the middle of the hall uh, of the lobby. Um, I'm walk up to him, and, uh, him or her, 
and um, say yeah. yes it's actually a very tall dragonborn she oh. looks very regal like her scales are luminescent very power um attorney looking um even though she's a concierge very power uniform and all that and it's just like mm -hmm. just but daintly gives you a small nod it's like how may i help you uh do you have uh i'm sure you do a person of of your talent has contacts to uh an armorer and um a bladesmith we actually have one um on on site perfect can you send them up to the presidential suite presently absolutely if you have any more ca uh, questions my name is Ijalia. just uh call the receptionist and have them call me and i'll be up there forthwith well 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 done Ijalia. thank you and i just head upstairs and uh the uh there's a, a a an attendant at the elevator and he's like presidential suite yes yes all right he waits for all of you to come in and the elevator is pretty good size but still a little cramped because there's six of you plus this attendant and he presses a button and puts his hand on the pad that looks like it's waiting for his authorization and you feel the gentlest like jolt from the elevator itself like You've all had some pretty bad experiences with elevators, am I correct? Yeah, uh, I yeah, there was one that's... that dropped us. What? I feel like there was one that dropped us. Mm -hmm. yeah, crash one? Hit the ceiling on an elevator a couple of times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Thanks. <laughs> Luckily, we all knew that when an when a elevator plummets, that if you jump just a little at the last second, it counteracts all that gravitational problem you just step out of the step out of the uh elevator like a bugs bunny cartoon i'm <laughs> i'm hearing this and i'm just shaking my head it's like it exactly how reality way. works oh yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's just like the gentlest lift and you're hearing pleasant elevator music it's not like that cheesy or very like grainy music that you would hear in the mall but no this is actually decent pleasant music and it's all putting you into this nice like it almost feels like you can relax for the first time in your life i mean you know it's a trap <laughs> yeah we've known this was a trap <laughs> <laughs> i mean this is true you and uh after we, for some reason are still doing it <laughs> yeah we're still doing it. <laughs> it's all like i have puppets on my strings <laughs> hmm. Nah, sure about that? nah, it's just more of like, here, here's this, uh, this hole, jump in it. We, <laughs> we've been bored lately. Why not? <laughs> but, uh, we've been yeah. keeping all our hit points lately. Let's end that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hate hit points. <laughs> There's such a uh, second century and all that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, you see the time, not the timer, but the, the readout that shows you like what, floor you're on and you're realizing it's taken a while like you see the readout says 120 121 122 and it goes on and so forth and it's like a good 20 minutes and then you finally meet hit the the tallest uh, apparently was like the top floor and it's uh floor 420 <laughs> nice 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 Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Get out of the elevator, and it's like oh, all it's swanky boring. music. It's more like a uh, gentle piano music because it's not like 
it opens up to a hallway that leads to the room. No, it actually opens up to the room. Right. And you see marble flooring everywhere. And you see a fountain in the middle of the room. And you actually see fish jumping in and out of the, out of the water. And that, and that gentle piano music is actually an attendant playing on the piano. Oh, wow. Now this is overkill. <laughs> Only the best in, in the Excelsior. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Does he does he have to stay? She points at the pianist. Uh the pianist hears this and stops is like, I can leave and come back whenever you need me to. Alright. Cool. Um we um she looks at Theron. Uh thank you uh very much, Mr. Pianist. Uh we will uh <laughs> we will request you if we need you soon. Very good, sir. And he just like gets up from the piano and walks to the elevator. As everybody give me perception checks. Damn, I didn't want to laugh at my own joke. <laughs> Apparently I think I'm hilarious. Uh perception? Yes. Well, you know, Theron, looks aren't everything. <laughs> what has taken roll twenty so long? It'd be laggy. It'd be lagging sometimes. Hold on. Oh, I oh. crit. Thirty-three. Uh, I got a three. <laughs> me too me too natalia i just got two of them <laughs> wow i also love on the score it's uh, it says you have it set up to where you can have advantage on it yeah it's a crit and, and a that's fail yeah yeah 20 and a one yeah but so of one, it's actually a 10 so <laughs> yeah it's actually a 23 yeah yeah it's broken yeah um everybody who rolled a 15 or higher notices that the pianist and the elevator attendant are actually very similar, like almost eerily. I will stop the pianist. Oh my gosh. And say, how many of you are there? Oh, uh, for everybody who's not of management, we are all. And the elevator attendant and the pianist look at each other and stay, say at the same time, the same. Yep. Yep, that's the uncanny valley I was picking up. And there, we are, uh, we are of the the what's the word clones of the first attendants that worked here in this hotel four hundred years ago. Wow, no leaving this job. No, it's a very well paying job. All right. Using... Uh, well, thank you, Mister Pianist, and uh, we will let you know later if we have any other needs. And uh, it's like he gives a bow and the attendant does a bow as well, but he comes back up and does like, <clears throat> like he's looking for a tip. Yes. How would you actually tip? Like, would you do you like nid to nid or something? It's actually exactly like, that way. OK, yeah. so it's not like it's not like tipping a cow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Ben. So I will, uh, oh, oh yes, and I will tap my knit against his. Oh my goodness. And he says, thank you very much, sir. If you have any, of, have any need of us or anyone else, please doesn't, don't hesitate to pick up the phone. And he does a, like a whole hand point towards this gaudy, outrageously gaudy golden phone. Uh, right. i tell you what, I'll tell you what right now, this place is, if it's got a golden shower, I'm going to be really impressed. Oh, did you not know that we have an option for 
gold laced rain um, to come out of the, out oh of the faucets. God. There you go. Z face palms so hard. Golden showers <laughs> in the presidential suite for everybody. Oh, gross. <laughs> gross. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. We're probably going a little too far, so we'll move on a little bit. <laughs> and um, they leave, and uh, you have this gorgeous room. It is massive, like I said earlier. Uh, clearly has enough room for to house actually like ten separate bedrooms for everybody. And you see in the center, like beyond the the fountain, you see it's a nice spread of food. And uh, everybody just sees like what they would see as their favorite food, mm. like suspiciously your favorite food. Yeah, I'm not going to eat that. It looks delicious, but I'm not going to eat that. I was going to go find the nearest thing that looks comfy to sit on and just flop down in it. You almost fall asleep for how comfy it is. Yeah, I'm going to go eat and wait for the armor to come up. And uh, you actually see uh, Martel when you're on there is like. A bowl of olives with all its brine, but you also see a card is like, unlike your boy toy, I don't enjoy olives. I don't know how you can handle it. Um, Martel is going to pick up the bowl, take it to the trash, and just toss the entire thing out, bowl and all. Alrighty then. So, is there anything special you want to do while you're waiting, Theron, um, for the uh, for your blacksmith? No. Uh, no. Total eat and rest, and I don't. You don't have to roll it, play it out. I just want to get my uh, armor cleaned and you know serviced, and the weapons and everything like that. Okay. Uh, what about uh, Ben um, or Rel in this case? Like, is there anything special you want to do while you're waiting? Because you basically have the entire night to do whatever you want. Uh, Rel is going to like try and relax as much as he can because. He's never had anything like this nice before, mm-hmm. and he's going to make use of it to the best that he can, which is probably not that much because it's probably just going to avoid involve him like laying on comfy things. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah, and you actually see when, like, when you eventually go to your room because you notice there's actually names on the rooms, and you even have like monogrammed bed robes for everyone. How did they get all of this prepped in like what? An hour? Z wonders. They've been waiting for us for like, I don't know, how long did it take us to get here? Yeah. How long between the conversation that we had with Amethyst and this? Uh, Like two weeks or something? Yeah, about two and a half weeks. Okay. Um, Marl, are you doing anything or are you just uh, hanging out? Just hanging out, I think. Okay. Uh, Juniper, what about you? I'd probably work on trying to finish Atlas. Okay, uh, in that case, uh, you fiddle around with things like you probably even like remember when Amethyst just kind of said it's a child's toy, even though for you it's probably like some of the most advanced technology you've seen in a long time. Um, You are messing with like certain segments here and there that you felt like wouldn't fit properly uh, because you always want to make sure, did I have the case perfect before I actually mess with the data? And when you get to that, you you are lines of code while you're doing this. Give me a computer check. Okay, and I'm going to use my once per day advantage. Okay. 14. A sad you... advantage. <laughs> but you actually see on your NID, like the code finally seems to fit in the casing. 
Like it's no, it's not giving you any errors, no glitches or anything like that. And when you slowly press that power button, everything seems to whirl on perfectly. You even hear like that old like Macintosh sound, like the da, when something turns on, and pretty much, and uh, you download Atlas's uh, code into this, and it starts floating. It's like. Progenitor Juniper, it appears you were successful in recreating my body. <laughs> I'm was very it, happy. What did it take the uh, the insults of uh, Progenitor uh, Amethyst to get it to work? I guess so. However, I am very thankful. Thank you very much for my new body. And yeah. you actually oh. see Atlas kind of like this floating around, twirling around your head, almost like a little bird would. <laughs> a little bird. Do you think Atlas would have access to Amethyst's, like, bloodline? Because now she's curious, since she kind of just insulted him and he left. One moment, please. Accessing. I'm afraid I cannot, for due to the fact that the communication relay that allowed access for ships to go through the wormholes and for communication amongst different star systems, I cannot access the main um, archive of the Drunari Empire. When can we access it? Unknown. Beautiful. We'll figure it out eventually. Yes. Is there anything I could be of use for you, or do you wish for me to power down now? Oh, well, you can float around if you want to stretch your gears. You just see this little disc thing just floating around in front of you. He's like, as you wish, uh, Progenitor Juniper. I shall stretch my legs, as it were. Stretch my gears. <laughs> yeah, and everybody just sees like this floating disc all over the the room. Happy like the small boy. <laughs> yeah, the the main room is just like floating around, like observing things. You might even see a little, like a little light coming out of it, like it's scanning something. And Z, you see Lyra's just like sitting by herself, just looking at the fountain. Like she's like sitting on the edge of the fountain, her hand like lazing around the water, just staring hard into the water, like ignoring everything around her. So I think Z would. Watch her for a minute, and then give a heavy sigh, and uh, trundle over her way, and ask her if she's alright. You're asking me if I'm alright when I found out my dad is dead. Not just dead, but brutally murdered. How do you think I'm gonna be? Uh, Z smiles at that response, and goes, good, just checking, and sits down on the fountain... And uh, goes, do you want to talk about it? Like, you see her look up to you. He's like, what's there to talk about? There's nothing I can do. He's dead, and I'm just an android. Like, I'm not even one made for combat. Like, I'm just me. What can I do? Uh, Z goes, uh, you're a pretty impressive android to me. And uh, she scratches her head. Would your dad have... Maybe, you know, he created you, right? You've got your own brain, as it were. Well, yeah, like, granted, it took me a while. Like, you remember how I was beforehand? Like, all this, like, she kind of, like, acts like she's, like, doing the robot. Like, all, like, stiff and all that. It's like, I guess you could say I was a bit of a child back then. Z chuckles and goes, we all have to go through that phase. Uh but does it have to be so embarrassing? Yes. Yes, I think it does. And she shrugs and goes, how else do we learn? Hmm. Um, 
she splashes around in the water in the fountain a little bit and uh, goes, I didn't really get a good look at the lab. Would you happen to know if your father was in any way researching how to maybe transfer his own consciousness? And she gives her a side eye. I mean, he did a lot of things that he didn't tell me about. Like, he did research for so many things. Like, you saw the tech he does. Like, even, like, like she, like, takes her finger and does the whole, like, flick on the on your metallic arm. Like, and you hear, like, a ping sounds. Like, he's a bit of a perfectionist, as you probably discovered. Even though he doesn't do a very good job of keeping his office clean. No, no, but in the end, that might have been more beneficial for him. Hey, um, look, I'm not very good at these, this whole, like, counseling thing, but, um, I lost my dad this year, earlier, too, and, uh, I know it sucks. I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to bring up... Don't, don't, don't be sorry, don't you dare apologize. I'm just saying, if you want to talk, I get it. I mean, it would be kind of nice. It's been a rough month. Like, I tried so hard when you kind of see her just, like, leave her hands in, in the water. And you start seeing, like, some of the koi fish there kind of, like, look like they're trying to, like, nibble at her fingers like there's something to eat. But she doesn't respond to that. And it's just, like, when all, like, people are calling it the Dark Age, I think that's kind of stupid. It's just, I think we just can't communicate throughout the galaxy. but. Luckily, solar communications um, is still active. We could still talk in the solar system. And I tried so hard to tell him, like, I'm coming home to see if he's all right. But it was really hard to get passage to here for some reason. I almost think it's like everybody was just too afraid to fly. Like, it really. When, Go ahead. When did you get home? About four weeks ago. And, and dad's still. And dad wouldn't let me come over. And he just said uh, he was too busy. Like something was going on. Like he was looking into somebody. I think he mentioned it was the CEO. He, But he just told me not to come over. Like he didn't even have um, Fox over. Like Uncle Fox wasn't allowed to be there. Uncle Fox. Did we meet Uncle Fox? Uh, yeah, we met yes, Uncle we Fox. He's the he one was the short one. Yeah, he was the one that kept giving you the root beer floats. Right, right. I liked him. He was a good guy. Yeah, Uncle Fox is great. He's a bit quiet, but he always is there when you need him. I, I, I wish he was here now, but I don't know where he's at. But he just kept saying that he was keeping an eye on the CEO, like something was going on, but he didn't know what it was. And then, like, two weeks before what happened, he just disappeared apparently he was just gone and next thing i know i decided like you can tell her like she's trying her not to say it but you know what fuck it sorry it's hard to break through the curse uh the cursing program that dad installed <laughs> it's all right curse away it helps oh i just said fuck it tell dad how much of a butthead he is just so i could like at least take him out to dinner you know just like He's my dad, but I missed him. And that's when I found the police or the law keepers. They just were all over the place, barriers everywhere. And they told me what happened. 
So I think Z would uh, pat um, Lyra's knee um, and go, look, um, your dad, he was a pretty smart guy. And, you know, my dad, he, he left me a message and she holds up her ring from her necklace. I never really met him before. That I, well, it's a long story, but he left me a message. And your dad, maybe he left you one too. You just, did you look? I didn't really get a chance. They wouldn't let me into the office. Yeah. How far is it where we were from the hotel? It was only Did like we... a 15 minute drive um, from, the ho- see... from the hotel to the office. That's what I was thinking. Uh, um, which is why I was questioning, like, how long did they, they, they uh, Amethyst just automatically assumed we'd say yes. That's what she finds suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, um, well. Well, also, you've been like two weeks away and all that. So, okay. yeah. Um, um. So she would uh, kind of squint her eyes, thinking, and then uh, to go, I'll be right back. And she's going to hop over uh, to Saren. Literally hop, like a bunny rabbit. Hop, <laughs> hop, hop, hop. I'm, I'm just eating. All uh, amazing food. Is that, is that good? Uh, Z will pluck something from Theron's plate. Uh, sure, yeah. It seems like everything is pretty good. I just know we're going to need to eat and sleep before we move. That's fair. Um, hey, I was thinking, you know, Lyra said that her dad, Ryu, was yeah. uh, acting kind of strange for a couple of weeks. She landed trying to visit him about a month ago, and he was keeping her away, and then Like, disappeared. wouldn't see her? Like, wouldn't see her, wouldn't even let, you know, that you remember that guy, Uncle, I don't know if you met him. He, he was cool. He gave me root beer. Anyway, he wouldn't let even any other family see him either. And, and then he I disappeared. Was, and then he disappeared. And then he came back? Uh, well, he's dead. Right, but did he went from disappeared to dead or disappeared to back to dead? Uh, disappeared to dead, I guess, because she couldn't reach him, meaning disappeared. She went ah. to try and see him, and that's when she found the cops. And how long do we know that he was dead for, Matt? Um, Amethyst didn't really say anything. Like, it seems like it's been at least a week, but for some reason, they didn't take the body. They just left it there. But um, you assume... Give me an intelligence check. What? Uh, just straight intelligence? Yeah. This might not be good. Oh, that's Constitution. Hold on. 19. Very nice. Um, the only reason you believe that Ryu's body is still in the condition it is, like not start decomposing or anything like that, right. is because Lilith has something to do with it. Okay. Preserved it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> because okay, even so... though she's not a god, she still has a hand in the death process. So he disappeared around the time that, that he probably died. We could deduce potentially. Apparently, he she thinks he was looking into the CEO himself. What I thought was, if he knew that she was here, who better to leave something for than her? But we didn't really get a chance to look around. And perhaps maybe she would know where to look. I, I'm just thinking maybe we should go back now that, you know, we've got some time. Go back to the crime scene that we won't be let in. Are we 
I mean, we were let in before. Only because Amethyst was there. Well, we were let in before. We might still have the authorization of previous visit. And what is the goal here? To see if perhaps Ryu left something, a message for Lyra. If he knew something fishy was going on and his life was in danger, it would make sense that he would leave something for her. My dad did, and she holds up the ring. Right. And how does that help us? Because we're working for Amethyst, and that doesn't make sense. Fair. Uh, we should probably bring everybody else in on this idea, huh? Go for it. Um, and she looks over at Lyra, and if she can get her attention, she'll wave her over. Um, she sees you, like, gets up from the fountain. You see her, like, wave some of the water off and just walks over. It's like, uh, everything all right? I will bring us, you know, kind of over to, like, the party where the party's kind of closest, you know, more people are. And say, Z's got an idea about going back and seeing if there was maybe perhaps a message left for Lyra where we could know more about what was going on. Is this uh, to everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So what is the plan or the idea? Well, to, I, what Z thinks is that there might be a, a note left behind by Master Ryu for Lyra that we could find and learn more about what was happening. A note, a chip, some sort of something within his lab that could give us a clue. We're running off of Amethyst's word, and up to this point, we haven't trusted him. So it makes no sense that we just walk into his plan without question, without running an investigation of our own. I agree. It doesn't make sense. I am hoping that on our previous authority given by Amethyst to enter the crime scene that we can go back and with Lyra's help, perhaps we can find something that Ryu left behind. We may not need previous authority. Um, Martel is going to go into her NID and message the blocked number saying ah. we want to go investigate again. Well, that would tip our hand. Okay. Um, you see your messages instantly read, and then you see the dots that looks like they're typing. It's like, why do you need to be back in there? We may have missed something regarding the CEO. You see it left on red, and takes like a good five minutes, and then it responds, fine, I'll be there as well. Well, Amethyst will be there, but we are allowed back in. Good for me. <clears throat> uh, let's head back, and... Let's get a list of things that we're sort of looking for um, or looking at. You know, I, I I do agree with the whole idea. We are kind of going to aid or flat out kill a CEO based on Amethyst's word that that's who killed him. Now, I did find the evidence of the suit that did match up. And, you know, I had showed you guys that. Um, but beyond that, that's what we have. We may be able to find further information to retrieve that may, I don't know. I just find this to be all too easy. And she looks around at the room. Maybe nope. convenient is the better word. I don't think anybody's against you. Let's head back. Um, when you're about ready to head to the, the phone to call up the bellhop um, for the elevator, you hear a ding sound and you see somebody walk out and it looks like either the pianist or the elevator attendant, but some, but somebody in like a rugger um, in rougher um, uniform. Like it's meant for like taking, like taking care of like mm, heat stuff, maybe something that's 
made to be more resistant to the elements. Taking care of business. <laughs> Never. And it's like, hello. And exact same person, same voice and everything. I understand you are looking for a blacksmith. I will be. I will be back in a few hours. Um, please leave your direct information, uh, your knit information uh, uh, in the room. Well, we have one thing to take care of first. Very good, sir. He uh, then uh, takes out a little pamphlet, starts writing down some information. He's like, here we are. Just call me. Uh, just call the receptionist and tell them that you wish to request my services once more. Okay. And you look at it and it says, Jeeves numbered 3566. Oh, boy. That's not creepy at all. So I set that down and uh, head out with the party. <clears throat> so how are you getting there? How far is it? It's like a 15-minute drive, so like almost like a 30, 45-minute walk. Didn't you say that the Talon has a remote thing where we can call it? So you're just going to go there by yourself? Yeah, no, you I mean, we call the Talon, and then I carry people. That wouldn't look weird in the middle of the city. <laughs> <laughs> Voltron walking down the middle of the road carrying elves and shit. <laughs> hey. <laughs> You got a better idea. Yes. I go to the concierge and say, we need to uh, have a uh, cab ca called for us uh, to head to. And I give him the name of the building that we were at. And uh, it's it boring. It's actually uh, the con the same concierge that you spoke to. And she gives a small nod. It's like, of course, I will have our one of our uh, limousines take you there. Excellent. And we go way outside. And it's no more than two minutes, and you see the stretch limo um, just float down the road right in front of you and stop. And you see another Jeeves coming out, opens the door. He's like, ready for um, to go to Master Ryu's blacksmith shop, yes? Yes. And he opens the door for all of you to come in. All right, so we get in, and uh, yeah, we'll head over. Like I said, it's like a 15-minute drive. You're just in a very inconspicuous... Um, or would it be conspicuous um, vehicle? It's like very long, very shiny. And uh, 15 minutes in, you stop in front of the shop. You see the two officers like you saw last time. The barrier's still up, but you also see Amethyst in his trench coat still waiting for you. His arms crossed, looking very annoyed. Uh, yeah, so I will just lead in. Oh, what's the android's name? Lyra. Lyra, I will lead in Lyra uh, up, pass, walking up with, hopefully he'll catch pace with, um, and just go right into the back area and sort of start to give her the ability to look around. Okay, um, while this is going on, um, Amethyst follows, she's like, why exactly are we here again? All like there I is... Told, like I told you, we're looking for more clues of the CEO. We don't know if we missed anything. We thought it would be good to do another look around. And he says, like, I doubt a dead fire genasi will leave anything for us to use. Yeah, but... well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe uh, it's not something that the fire genasi left. Maybe it's something that the CEO accidentally left. Like, I don't know, a fingerprint or something. Did right. you check for any of that? Oh, we know for sure that he's the one that did this. So I'm going to keep on screening for Lyra, but then I want to ask over, you know, with Martel, how, what evidence do you have? His security cameras, and he, like, points at the corners of the wall, and you see cameras. I mean, okay. it's very good footage. Do you wish to see it? Footage can be edited, says Z with a finger in the air. Can you I mean, show it? Can you show it to me? 
yeah, the blacksmith put up quite a bit of a fight uh, for someone of his limitations. So I'm going to step and kind of pull Amethyst aside. And again, giving Lyra the full opportunity to scout the room and have everybody else help while I'm kind of running interference. Okay. Um, we'll do that um, later. But, um, Baron, while you're um, there, you're watching this video. and But you can also tell Amethyst is a bit annoyed with how close you are um, looking over the nid. And you see Ryu in his full like blacksmith um, garb. You also see his prosthetic legs and all that. And at first, he's just like working away in the office, like looking through some um, blueprints. And all of a sudden, you see at a different angle, like it changes to that with this young-looking person. It does not match the description of the CEO that you know of. Like Martel, not Martel. Um, Z told you about all this stuff like i'm gonna say that while you're waiting to decide what's going on and maybe during the card ride you told about what she told you about what she knows about abaddon systems even showed you a picture of what the ceo looks like this does not look like him this guy looks way too young like the man that you saw looked like to be at least in his 90s like old balding wispy white hair right on the sides liver spots everywhere and this guy looks like it might be his grandson, but definitely not him. He's wearing his same clothes, but he's look standing s- straight up, hands behind his back, looking at Ryu like he's known him for the longest time. But you can see there's a bit of a tenseness between each the two of them. And then the CEO says something, and then you see Ryu shake his head like like an emphatic no about something, and. The CEO says, or this person that looks like the CEO, but younger, just does nothing. But then, with another shot change, he moves at a speed that you almost could not comprehend. And just grabs Ryu by the neck and lifts, like dead lifts him up in the ground, off the ground like it was nothing. Now remember, Ryu is a full-grown fire genasi with fully prosthetic legs. These things are not light. And Ryu's like trying to kick him off of him. Damn it, Ben. <laughs> For the audience, um, Ben decided to ride in. He deadlifted him to death. Oh, well, oh he, my goodness. He lifted him, and then afterwards, that motion was known as the deadlift. <laughs> That's yeah. how it got its name. The CEO created the deadlift. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, you see Ryu's kind of like trying to kick him off, and he eventually like like does like a double kick onto the young man's chest enough to where he dislodges himself and he grabs a hammer. It looks like to be a blacksmithing hammer trying to hit this young man. And he's just dodging his hammer. Like he's like seeing the future. And all of a sudden he does like several, several multiple jabs and hooks onto Ryu. Then he just kind of like does a rearing back and punches him through the doorway into the, into the garage where he's like lying on the ground, kind of like backwards crab walking um, from this person. And he just like uses that same type of speed that you couldn't comprehend at first, but you're starting to get used to it. Grabs Ryu by the neck again and just like pummeling him into the ground to the point where eventually Ryu just stops reacting because he his chest just caved in. 
ask uh, um but he kept the, uh, punching him i ask amethyst i understand that you believe this is some of your technology but in all honesty is that sort of movement speed and power normal for oh, that technology or this is actually the lowest grade of it really it's most likely he's trying to get used to it and, and you've compared the what you see on this camera to the earlier shots of the CEO. We know for sure it's not a younger relative. We know it's him. Oh, no. Um, the technology of the Drenari has the ability to reverse aging, as it were. I am, myself, not counting the time when I've been asleep, nearly 2,345 years old. Nearly? When's your birthday? <laughs> I believe it was last month, actually. You tend to not keep track of it after the first thousand years. Again, I'm just going to kind of, you know, keep that small talk up to, you know, give most opportunity out there. Um, while that's happening, um, Z, um, I'm, who's all with uh, Lyra in this in this case? They're not trying to keep um, Amethyst distracted. Uh, I guess Z would be um, and trying to help her kind of like be like a uh, oh, whoops. My noise suppression was on, sorry. Or not noise suppression, the mute was on. Um, I guess Z would be, and she would uh, kind of be trying to help Lyra by asking her questions, like, um, like, computer, like, listing things like computer, chaps, uh, secret doorways. No, he wouldn't do that. It's just like, you then just like see her like going through paperwork on the desk and looking at all the like scattered books and blueprints. It's like, as always, he never cleans up after himself. I don't know why he just it's like, really, like for what he does, you think having a clean office would me would matter. But then it's like, I swear, he's like a slop. And then you see her like stop and look at a spot in the corner. And it's like, wait a minute, where is it? And you see her like like look around the desk at a corner of the wall. It's like it's not here. Where where is it? And like you see her like move the desk back and like look around the area like behind cabinets and all that. Like she's clearly looking for something. Um Z is going to uh um go uh I um She's not going to say where's what out loud because she doesn't want Amethyst to hear. Mm -hmm. um, but she's so she's going to ping uh, Theron and say, might be getting somewhere. Okay. And I'll just, like I said, I'll just keep, you know, keep Amethyst talking, but also, you know, uh, genuinely trying to get information to make sure, you know, we have confirmation on that. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, like, he just keeps talking about, like, how it seems like the CEO is just, like, using technology to like either reverse his aging, curing whatever is ailing him, just simply just trying to make a superhuman of himself. And um you Z, you just see Lyra just like starting to panic, like trying to find whatever's that she's looking for. Um so she's gonna go over to her and say, um, you know, I always, you know, a mess see. <laughs> Desk is always a good place to hide things. Can I can I help you find something? It's it's the it's the altar I made for him for his god. It was a small thing, but he always had it hanging off the wall here. He's like that was the first thing I ever made for him when I was created. Uh, Z gets chills and uh, <laughs> uh, color. 
Uh, size, shape. Um, it's an anvil. Um, it has a uh, hammer. Has a smithing hammer like standing on its handle on top of the forge. It, it's all silver. Um, Z will ping the details of that to Theron and say security footage question mark. Uh, yeah, watching it now. Um, you um. Give me a perception check. I know you're going to pass it, um, but let's just see what you roll. Sure. 30. Um, when you you ask, I'm assuming you're going to ask, like, Ameth is to constantly, like, replay this thing, right? Yeah. I'm, if I get asked about, you know, the, if she describes the altar for me, then, mm-hmm. yeah, I would immediately look for it in the background. Okay. Um, when With that thought in mind... You're rewatching this, and remember when Ryu like does his double kick to like knock himself yeah. away from it. Yep. You see him look at the altar and co- and quickly like hide it. What well, looks like to be under the desk, but it's like he did it in a weird way. Like he's like right. finagling around it instead of just sticking it under the the desk. Got it. But I know where it was at, basically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Then I will. Text that back quickly and keep with Ryu. Uh, Z will uh, get on her hands and knees and be like, you're right, he is messy, and start crawling under the desk. Okay. Um, Lyra sees you doing this, and she's going to help you, so you have advantage if you want to do an investigation. Perfect. All right. Ooh. Ooh. Seven. Well, she's also going to help you, so. What'd she get? Yeah, it's more. That was more the point was to get her to look. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, wait a minute, and you see her like reach in under the desk, like on the side, like where the drawers would be. It's like that's that can't be right. There's a huge space behind where the drawers would go into. And it's like I feel. Hold on, and you feel well. You more not feel, but you hear a clicking sound, but it's very gentle. They would uh, intentionally bump her head and then crawl out and stand in front of the desk, rubbing it like, ah, this might be a waste of time. Just trying to make it look very inconspicuous. Um, give me a deception check. 18. He fails it. Um, he looks at, he's like, I told you already, we looked through here already. Um, through everything we could possibly find, I even had Lady Lilith make sure these lex, uh, these log keepers stay in place. They should have been gone weeks, like a week ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give us a few more minutes. She waves her hand and turns back around. You have ten, and I'm gonna have these two take you out back to the hotel. <sighs> I normally don't get annoyed by this, and you just see him leave. Woot! <laughs> Not from Z, from player. <laughs> <laughs> he, he like turns around and comes back in. What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> what are you open for? <laughs> um, he, not he, but Lyra eventually gets back up and you see her holding this altar. He's like, why would he hide it in, that, in his desk like that? So I assume when uh, Amethyst walks out that Theron would essentially turn towards us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he leaves, yeah. I think he was just tired of your bullshit. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, Zeke ups, 
and nods towards Lyra in Theron's direction. Okay, I'll head over to Lyra. Yeah, you see this like silver altar um, of what you believe to be Moradin, but slightly different than what you're used to, because Moradin's symbol is typically a with a anvil with flames on top, not a hammer. Like it's like a slight alteration of it. Okay. Uh... You said that he did have you. You you said where to find this. Right. Yeah, you told me where to find it. Uh, what do you make of this, uh, Lyra? I mean. It's dirty for sure, like like everything else here. Um, but how how did you know where it would be, Theron? Uh, I uh, saw him move it when he was in fighting with uh, the CEO, so he was seeking to protect it. Significant look from Z. What is what's up with this symbol, Lyra? Oh, um, he worships Moradin, like, but. I might have messed up on the research because I was only like a month old when I was learning how to make things. And instead of a flame, I decided to make a hammer because dad always had a hammer with him. He likes hammers. And he pointedly looks at um, the hammer that Martel has. Um, so I will uh, look through around that, the, the symbol and, and, you know, just see if there's anything loose or any buttons or anything that he carved in or added to it. Uh, give me an investigation. Uh oh, this might be bad. Um, you see, there's actually 50. what you assume is because Lyra made this. It wasn't meant to be complicated, but when you look into it, you see there's almost like a little crevice where the handle meets the anvil. Like it's meant to go further in. Okay. So I will, uh, if I can push it, I, I will. If not, I'll grab a hammer to push it. Um, when your finger like touches it and like you're pushing in, it actually gives and it's going into the hammer and in, not into the hammer, but into the anvil. Okay. And when it fully, when the hammer head finally meets the actual anvil, it opens the side of the anvil opens up and you see what looks like to be a small disc. And it says in the moment of my death, give this to Lyra. And that's where we're ending the episode tonight, folks. Well, I'm looking for the right spot here where my notes are. Well, that's it for this week's Adventures in Celestial Expanse. Until next time, you can support CE on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Celestial Expanse. And you can find us on Instagram at C Expanse Podcast or on Facebook at Celestial Expanse Podcast. Also, you, the listener, can help us by giving us a like on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We also have a Discord server, which can be found in the show notes. You can find me on Instagram at Diomedes underscore Industries. Also, I DM every other Friday on Twitch. Uh, uh, look for The Pyro Club, all one word. Matt, any news from you, and where can the people find you? Uh, no news today, but um, if you want to talk about the podcast, please use the Celestial Cash hashtag on Twitter. I'll always look up that stuff. Uh, whereas you can not only talk about the podcast, but you can also give us name suggestions for NPCs. Like today, we use Idzilla um, for the concierge Dragonborn over at the Excelsior Hotel. And you can follow me on Twitter at RP underscore GGamer. Natalia, any news from the art department? And where can the people find you? The people can find me on Twitter at ND Portfolios. And for the art department, Fiverr gigs are up. So if you would like your D&D character... 
made into an artwork, just hit me up on Twitter or wherever you can find me on social medias. Yee. It's really good. It's really good art, by the way. Ben, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at the void man. The O's a zero. Boston. You can follow me at Hen Grotto, capital H, capital G, the O's are zeros. Clarence. I'm at Werewolf, W-A-E-R-W-O-L-V. And remember, everyone, in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. Yeah.